How's it going, folks? Thursday nights, 8 p.m. It's your Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast, and we got a lot to get into tonight because probably in the last 24 hours, we have seen a seismic shift in the perception of AEW online, it would seem. So we're going to get into that because things are happening and people are in their feelings. We got Crown Jewel this weekend to get into in Saudi Arabia, and there's drama on the indies with sponsorships and all kinds of stuff. It's a lot, folks. It's going to be a busy night. Stay with us, folks. Your Big Old Belt Wrestling Podcast starts right now. everybody thursday nights 8 p.m you know what that time means it's time for your big gold belt wrestling podcast we're starting out with the two-man power trip this week will over here we got the giant crab jamal on the right side of the screen not uh-huh. sure if any of the guys will come running in tonight but we're starting things off and we're not going to wait any longer because stuff is a happening in the wrestling world and I'll, i'm gonna go right to it right off the bat because let's toast media already chiming in with Woo! Because there, there is. is yes, indeed. That might sum it all up tonight. Because woo, as Ric Flair would say. But yeah, it has been an interesting 24 hours for uh, our company in Jacksonville, AEW, between uh, major announcements, press releases, legends of many different sorts, apparently showing up in different formats in different ways. But uh, yeah, wow, it's it has been a crazy 24 hours, and I guess the quick overview of it is there was a major announcement coming from tony khan last night on dynamite that ended up just being the revelation of hey tickets for all in next year at wembley are going to go on sale in a month so you should sign up for that right and people were very underwhelmed which i think was not a surprise in any kind of way because it's kind of like i think i think the best way i heard that announcement described was that could have been an email I could have been a tweet. I did not need to be an announcement, a big, you know, hyped thing as he likes to do with his major announcements. Um, From there, we get to today and out of nowhere this afternoon, there's a PR blast put out saying Ric Flair is signed to AEW now on a multi-year deal. Multi-year folks, 74 year old Ric Flair, with a multi-year deal with All Elite Wrestling. And apparently, his woo energy drink is now the official energy drink of All Elite Wrestling also. There's energy drink tie-in and all kinds of stuff. So, Giant Crab, thoughts on the last 24 hours, before we even get into like reactions of folks online, it, it, it's been a bit of a whirlwind with all this. Well, so which one do you want first? Because I have different opinions about different things. Uh, so, you know what, I'll, I'll just start first. Let's do it in um, order. The um, 
the big announcement. Well, good and bad, big and small are relative. They're relative to your perspective. If you don't plan on flying over to England and going to All In Part 3, I guess, then this isn't a thing for you. That doesn't mean that it's not a big deal. Because we saw what it looked like before. They had you know 85,000 people in change um, out there in Wembley. Maybe many more people wanted to go and couldn't. Maybe people that wanted to go and couldn't didn't have uh, the means to do so. Now that everybody's all in, um, they are trying to get ahead of the thing. And, and good on AEW for doing it because they want to know. They want to test the waters. They want to know what the interest is. Do they have 100,000 people signed up? from around the world? Or do they have 25,000 people sign up from around the world? Just because we don't see what the impact of that is in England doesn't make it a big, not like, doesn't not make it a big deal. Um, Dragon Nigel McGinnis out there as like the British guy is kind of weird, but it is still to the point that um, the only show ever in Europe is going to happen again and this is how you can get in on that, is a big deal for a lot of people that live four time zones away from here. So I'm not going to sit up here and say that could have been a tweet or that could have been an email because if I were a British wrestling fan or a European wrestling fan or a fan of the Middle East where flying over to England is a four or five, six-hour flight and not 13 that it would be to come to the East Coast of America – then yes, I am waiting with bated breath for the only show to <laughs> ever come within three time zones of me, let alone near me, it, to my country, to actually come through. And I say that as a person that has traveled to see AEW. I say that as a person that when they say we're doing this show in this market, I know that I have to be there for that. That's why I went to Toronto. That's why I went to Chicago. That's why I went to Orlando. So as a person that likes to travel and wants to be there on the doorstep of history when it happens, yeah, it's a big goddamn deal. Now, if you're that guy that's just going to DVR it, cool. Go take a pee and a powder and then come back and try. Get yourself a mint julep or whatever you got, a woo energy drink, as it were. <laughs> but, 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 you know, one of these things, you can't just say, because it's not a big deal to me, it's not a big deal. Now, with that said, you have the Ric Flair thing. And you could argue that overall to the wrestling world, that may be a bigger deal. Um, and that wasn't, you know, featured on the show. Uh, that was just a press release or and a tweet. And you kind of got to wonder, how the hell is Ric Flair assigned to a multi-year anything? There's one of clause in there that says, if he doesn't you know, fulfill the rest of his contract, then that's not on us. I mean, there has to be something in play like that because he's 75. I mean, God love him. You know, I, I hope that, you know, nothing happens, you know, and he can, he can fulfill whatever this multi-year deal is, whether it's two no. or two. I hope he does fulfill it all. But come on. He's still Ric Flair. And the reason why I say this is because we saw what his last match was. He was unconscious in the ring. He literally fell asleep. Wow. <laughs> And Andrade had to drag his carcass over to the corner, grab the ring rope, the tag rope, and then make a tag while EMTs jumpstarted his heart on the, um, under the ring. 
I mean, that's who we're talking about. It's not just an ordinary old man. It's an ordinary old man that might not have survived that match. Who recently had a major health scare in the last few years where he almost died. Which one? Which right. one? So, 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 so there's that. But, and that's like, you know, that's in all the other health scares that he has, survivor the plane crash, the car accidents, the, the drugs, the whatever. But it's still the fact that he's all of that on top of the fact that he's 75 and he signed to a multi-year deal. Now, here's the question, and this is the question that everybody thinks, and this is why people are um, just like absolutely eating Xanax like candy now, is because when are we going to get Ric Flair's last, last match? Mm -hmm. Now, we already had his last match, but when are we really going to get his last match? And that's what everybody's afraid of. They're afraid that it's going to be Flair versus Jarrett or Flair versus Sting or Flair versus Jay Lethal or something like that where we get Ric Flair's last, 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 last match for real this time in an AEW ring. Because realistically, that's what the last show, that's what his last show should have been. But there were some legal complications and stuff like that. AEW didn't want to touch him. And he had to, you know, he had to do a different thing. But now that that's water under the bridge, uh-oh, it's on, it's, you know, we have him here. He's going to do a thing. When do we get Ric Flair's last aid, last match ever, which will be in AEW? And then who who's it going to be against? I mean, Sting's right there. We already talked to the you know back when they made the Sting announcement a couple weeks ago. It was like, is Flair going to be tied in in some way to Sting's deal? My right. buddy Les Coast Media saying, yeah, he got chill, but his body is done. I mean, it's he been done. we we all everyone knows this except for him. <laughs> he We're probably even knows though. it, but he knows no other way to go. He knows it too. But you know who doesn't know it? Tony Khan. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Is like, what is his role here? I mean, I see people would be like, you know, well, he, he's probably going to manage Andrade. And it's like, I just don't see that working in a really, in any kind of way that it means anything to me. So I, I, I don't know. And then the energy drink tie-in, is just weird. <laughs> That's just that part's just like, man, Flair pulled one over here on in some way to get this damn energy drink tie-in. Because that's just extra money for him. They're straight up saying it's gonna be sold in the in the buildings, it's gonna be in the locker rooms. So they had to buy inventory of it. It's like Flair got to unload his stock of the damn energy drink as part of this deal. He's laughing right. all the way to the bank here. Right. And and, and you know that's that's also the thing, too. I've never heard of this energy drink, not that no. I'm into energy drinks at all. Yeah. So the question is, is it good? Right. Because there's a because like the whatever the Logan Paul energy drink is. Prime. That's people like, Yeah. Well, it's everywhere, but people actually buy it though. People actually yeah. like it. Kids are so, all about it. Yeah. So it's not like it's like well, it's bad, but I got to look cool and and I have it. Right. Uh, but real quick, I want to backtrack a little bit about the uh, AEW dud announcement. Uh, August 25th is the show next year in Wembley. Okay. August 31st, WWE is running their premium live event in Germany in Berlin. Right. A week later. And I believe that August 31st, which is a Saturday, uh, if they do it again like they did it last year, that's got to be Labor Day weekend. Around the time of, because Labor Day would be that Monday, which would be uh, September 2nd. Mm -hmm. So if we have a premium live event in Germany and we have an AEW event in London a week earlier. And then on top of that, in America, you have 
uh, all no, what whichever the other one is in Chicago, all out, yeah, all out yeah. in Chicago, yeah. Then I think Khan uh, getting ahead of the of, of the WWE and announcing when tickets are on sale, right, is a big deal. And like in hindsight, he knows that he has competition from the WWE running something in the general area. Yes, mm-hmm. England and Germany are not the same country, but on the Eurostar, it's a six-hour difference. Right. So if you're having, if you're talking to the continent and saying we're the only game in town, and WWE says, uh uh uh, a week later, we'll be in Germany. Yeah. Now you're now you're actually splitting the um the customer base because it's a it's an hour, it's a 90-minute flight to Berlin from London. What if I wanted to go there because I didn't think I had an option? But now that I know that tickets are on sale December 1st, I can actually solidify a thing before I can before WWE uh makes the thing. It, it it is a bit of gamesmanship there. And I don't think that, you know, and again, all none of this matters if you don't really give a shit because you don't intend on going. But I, I can understand the methodology behind making this a big announcement for people, especially to the continent that now has to compete with a WWE show a week later. And get the news out ahead before the WWE tickets go on sale. So yeah, exactly. that, that part makes that part makes sense. I think the misstep was just doing it with the huge announcement graphic deal that he's done so many times before. Because I don't think most folks, I don't think, are treating a yeah. ticket on sale thing right. as something that warrants that. That's I mean, the part. Well, I think. well, most folks are looking at it as a ticket on sale date for a show that uh, they're never going to go to. Right. But realistically, the event is the Battle of Fucking Europe. For between WWE and AEW, right? We're talking about two pay per view events within a week of each other, and the only thing going on on the continent on that level, right? It's much bigger than what do I care? Well, because you ain't going. But uh, <laughs> I do think that, like in in retrospect, uh, he's got to get ahead of it if he wants to have a fighting chance of of of, of lure luring more people over to the AEW side. But back to Flair. Because this this shit is ridiculous. Um, it's not even like the fact that he's going to have a last match in in AEW, because that's going to happen. Um, it's not the fact that you have uh, Flair and his energy drink for some reason. Like, why is a seventy five year old man promoting a highly caffeinated energy drink? His heart's going to come out through his nose if he drinks the shit on TV. That's a different problem. But it's just the fact that AEW is really going into this weird like pseudo WWE territory that they said they weren't going to do. They started out as the antithesis of WWE to a very petty sense of like doing these anti-WWE bits. But now they've kind of come around to like, well, you have the on sale date announcement to compete with the WWE show. You have Ric Flair um, announcement. And then you have the big show uh, or Paul White, uh, you know, reappear on TV in a meaningful way. Let's literally what run back a WWE going on here. Let's literally run back a WWE tag team. You know, let's run back Jericho. That, that that's right. like we're literally just running back a WWE act as the thing. Right. <laughs> and so like that's so that's your big get. Like in all of the things that they do have up their sleeve, uh, the ties with New Japan, the ties with independent promotions around the country. Uh, you know, the, the ties with everybody else, and then they go, Paul White? Uh, uh, Flair needs his own Mikovanesia. You're damn right he does. Like, that's it would what, make uh, more sense, at least, as a tie-in. How's it going, 6-8, Jake? Always good to see you on here. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I um, honestly thought that uh, because I had no idea what Wu um, energy was. I honestly thought it was like a daily vitamin or something like that. But it was. It, it's just like, why is this man promoting for loco? Yeah, the part seventy five. Yeah, the part that kills me is the whole time with it. It's going to be in, in in the locker rooms. It's going to be the only energy drink available in the building. It, it throws back to me that I was like, this this has been done before. This has totally been done before. And I was like, in 96, oh, no. when Ultimate Warrior came back to WWF, he had that damn comic book. And he roped Vince into buying a ton of copies of that comic book and putting him in a bag with the damn WWF magazine to get his comic book out there. To use their like their subscription to get the comic book out there. And I'm like, Flair's doing the same damn thing. And I got I, I I this energy drink. Tony, you got to help me out. <laughs> I think it's worse than that. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What's the likelihood of Warner Brothers and AEW looking at the uh, LA Knight and uh, Bray Wyatt Mountain Dew pitch black match? Oh, no. We, we need and, some of that. <laughs> and then saying, we could do it better. Oh, man. Because that's all that match was there to do and, and serve. And That's we know how it turned out. Yeah. But we have, if we have the branding from Rick, Rick Flair's um, completely untested energy drink, because nobody knows what it tastes like. And poor Excalibur, he's going to have to drink that bullshit for every week for the next two years. <laughs> um, he's going to have to take a swig of that through his mask. Uh, you know, ugh, uh, good luck. Good, good luck with that. But I, I can see that happening. Because they've done these goofy brand uh, partnerships before where they had a shark cage for Shark Week. And then they had the Rick and Morty Halloween match. Mm -hmm. I think that we are a hell of a lot closer to having the, uh, you know, Woo Energy electric chair match. No, no. (laughs) Than than we are to anything the WWE has ever thought of. God. They're, they're, they saw that corporate money WWE's getting for like you know on every one of their pay per views now. They're like we we need to start, get the word out that we're interested in that too, and this is the the first step to do it. Have Flair pitching his energy drink, and then be like, "Hey, rest of y'all people out here, you, you can be doing something like this too." <laughs> right. I mean, I can definitely see like Darby Allen and versus Nick Cage in an electric chair in a mm. woo energy drink, you know, death match. All right. Apparently, Less Toast Media is saying that drink has been around for a good six months. There's like four flavors. Man, I, I have not seen this thing anywhere. So I'm, I'm curious now. Man. Yeah, man. well, the 7-Eleven near me doesn't have it. So yeah. I, I, I don't maybe, know. Maybe it's a regional Carolinas thing <laughs> with the whole flair deal. Who knows? Now, now let me ask you this. Because the other part of the – take the age all out of it and it being, you know, how old Ric Flair is in the last match and all that. The other part of all this drama that I'm seeing is just so many people just upset over, you know, as you mentioned earlier, the last time they were talking about bringing Flair in is when Dark Side of the Ring happened. And all that drama right. came out about the plane ride from hell. And they're like, oh, we can't touch him. Too, too much controversy. But now, okay, they're still doing it, but people ain't forgot about that. And so there's a lot of folks just being like, this is just gross. This is disgusting. We know who this guy is. And, you know, right. the situation's already bad with how the women are treated there to begin with. And now you're going to bring in a, a known predator. And it's like, that there are folks truly in their feelings tonight 
about this in a lot of different ways. And, and I, I mean, I, I even saw people saying it now, Tony can't ever call out Vince in WWF anymore because he's lost the moral high ground. Now he can't act like he's superior in any way. Cause he's being just as carny as the WWF would be by employing Ric Flair. Well, yeah. I mean, like it, it that's pretty much what it is. Um, it's, and it's not just that the promotion of Ric Flair, because it would be different if if he brought Flair in in like a Legends deal or maybe in some deal with Andrade, maybe it was something like that. You know, maybe he actually brought him in to, you know, because that's why you bring a guy like that in. But he brought him in and Ric Flair has a cooler full of woo energy drinks behind him. <laughs> And then that's going to be on the desk and in the locker room and sold exclusively in the building at the merch table. That's where it becomes carny. Yeah. Because Ric Flair's reputation, you know, his uh, past misgivings notwithstanding, his 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 reputation gets him in the building. Right. But now that he's that he's shucking these, you know, energy drinks, it's kind of like lying in his pockets. <laughs> right. So so the energy drink, I looked it up on the website. I only see three flavors on the website. Uh, lemon, dragon fruit, and strawberry banana. Hmm. Okay. Okay. You know, strawberry dragon banana, fruit. lemon, <laughs> dragon fruit's a stretch. But what I didn't know is, is that they're full of mushrooms. Oh. Okay. So it's supposed to be psychedelic? <laughs> oh, no. Well, that depends on how you cook it. But, um, <laughs> but it has a 1,500 milligram proprietary blend. Uh, theanine, go-to cola extract, mushroom blend, including lion's mane, cordyceps, chaga, turkey tail, shiitake, uh, miyatake, and red reishi uh, mushrooms. Cordyceps? That's the damn Last of Us stuff, man. It certainly name. is. <laughs> oh, my God. I recognize so, that word. <laughs> I'm not saying that if you put this in a microwave and drink it, you're going to turn it to a clicker. Right. <laughs> but I'm not saying that you won't either. <laughs> Oh, no. Uh, it has 1,500 milligrams of taurine. I have no idea what that is. 120 micrograms of vitamin B12 and 150 milligrams of caffeine, which I think is a lot. Yeah. Um, uh, and it's for ages 18 plus uh, only. You can get yourself a six-pack for $25 plus shipping. Oh my god! Um, I can't even get like a single can. Gotta go do the whole sixer. You gotta, you gotta get a six pack because once oh you drink god. one, you will have to contractually, uh, you know, drink the rest of them because, uh, it, it, you know, much like heroin, you can't just you gotta wean yourself off of them. Oh my lord! So, Woo! Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. So strawberry, banana, and mushrooms. That is not uh, a flavor palette that I a flavor profile that I am used to. Oh and if you if you've had woo energy and have uh you know maintained of your human faculties, uh let us know how it tastes. <laughs> yeah, we gotta we gotta hear from someone who's actually had this stuff. If it's been around like six months, someone out there has to have had it. So if someone's out there who's had the thing, get, slide it slide in the comments and right. let us know. Let, let us know. Because I, I'm I am damn curious. I am damn curious. Oh my lord. Um right. Where this goes from here, I just, I don't know. Well, then there's also one thing that we're forgetting. What? Uh, the women's thing. Right. Right. So there was a, a really good, really snazzy promo piece uh, put together uh, that features Doja Cat's song, uh, Paint the Town Red, from mm. her new album that's uh, 
about to come out or it came out in like last month or something like that. Either way, uh, it's a hot song. It's on the radio everywhere. Cool. The women's piece uh, was premiered or over the weekend on social media. I don't know if it made air uh, last night, but the problem is, is that, well, the song premiered in August and we're just getting the video now. I want to know what that, what took them so long. Yeah. Um, secondly, why is that the thing that nobody's talking about? You have uh, Paul White show up. You have the Ric Flair thing. You have the ticket on sale date. And the one thing they actually get right mm-hmm. is completely buried in all of this. Yeah, that was the first it, thing of every a lot of thing that happened. And it definitely, yesterday morning when it first appeared online, it was good. I saw, people were all over. People were loving yeah. it. But it immediately, like, it went from that to there's going to be an announcement. And, be, and I think that immediately took all the focus off it. So immediately it turned into, of course, oh, they're going to be on Max. Here it comes. They're going to get their Max deal. Right. It's like the, all the speculation went to that. And then the bottom fell out of that. And then Big Show. And then, like all the dominoes fell after that to the point that's like, oh, that, that, that cool women's video feels like an eternity ago. It feels like it premiered, you know, last summer. Yeah. And, and then one day. Right. And it was it was literally happened like Saturday. So the thing is, if you're AEW, you gotta do a better job of staggering these things. Because the thing that should have gotten, you know, well, okay. How do you rank them? Because if you if you have the marketing budget, uh you spent the money on editing this video, you licensed the Doja Cat song. Yeah. You know that Big Show is gonna de- premiere or re-debut on Dynamite, you know that Ric Flair is coming, and you know that the on sale date for the show is coming. Yeah. Uh, out of those four, and if you're in down in the comments, give us your rankings too. Of what do you promote the most? One through four. Um, is it the women's uh, piece, the on sale date, big show pr- pr- debut, or the Ric Flair thing? Yeah, the women's thing. I think where they went wrong with the women's thing is the video is great, but then there was it should have been timed up with some major development in the women's division to like give it, you know. Oh, here's something big that's going on with the women, and there wasn't any big thing like that to go with it. No. So it was like the first thing when I saw I was like, "Oh, is this mean they're finally going to do something more with the women? Maybe we'll have two women's matches on Dynamite." No, 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 no it just means that they that license now. Some. Yeah, no, yeah, right. But even still, with that, this is far and away the one of the bigger things that they've done for the women's division as a company, like just as far as far as promotion and things like that. Uh, other bigger things have happened. That's usually from the talent themselves, whether it was Jade, um, you know, doing a thing herself online or Soraya, you know, doing a self uh, online or or whatever. But from the company, I haven't seen a thing probably this impactful for women since like an AEW Heels event. Yeah. So, you know, this thing should have been everywhere. Like, and, and all it is, is just like an edited piece to the song. So why wouldn't this just air as a commercial through the NBA on uh, Premiere Week? Yeah, it, should that be is over, all, it should be all over TBS and TNT on their darn properties. Right. Showing it. Yeah. No doubt. Right. right. So that, that should be a thing. So I think that that would be my number one. Unfortunately, they dropped the ball with it. Um, I think the Ric Flair thing would probably be a number two because, A, it's Ric Flair. And I, I'm just more morbidly curious as to what the hell is this thing is. 
uh, you know, the energy drink, the the mushrooms, the cordyceps infection, <laughs> um, you know, whether or not, you know, Joel and Ellie will make it out of, uh, you know, Louisville alive. Um, then there's all of that. Uh, then you have uh, the ticket on sale date, which is uh, nothing good ever has cordyceps in it. You're damn right. right. <laughs> you're, you're damn right. So um, then, then you have the uh, ticket on sale date. That would be number three for me. Because though it's not a universally appealing big deal, it is a it is a big deal in its own right. Um, and then, of course, uh, unfortunately, the big reveal, <laughs> the big thing, like who? Oh my God, who are they going to get? Is it is it Jeff Cobb? Is it is it Okada? Is it who? Who are they going to get? Is it somebody? Maybe they maybe they poached a guy from WWE. Maybe it's one of like the TNA. Le- it's the, it's a big show. Yeah. Okay. No BS, Paul White. <laughs> yep, he's no, the I'm, guy I'm, that everybody's afraid of. I'm with you on those rankings. Six Eight Jake says the big names should always be promoted first. I mean, Flair as a name, yes, is a big deal. It's just weird in the respect that what the hell do you do with him? And it's just so counterintuitive to the entire identity of what that company is, and also their core audience just is not interested in that. And that's, I think the biggest issue is they're, they're hardcore fans don't want to see Ric Flair. On right. there. I mean, the comparison I was getting is like, this is turning into TNA, you know, and it's just, it's been really interesting the past few hours seeing the reaction and just the most hardcore of the hardcore AEW fans out there, even like take blinking finally and being like, this ain't it. It's, right, I'm I'm surprised that this is what it, this is what it's taken. Ric Flair coming in well, of all things is like the yeah. bump in the road that's getting people to like be like, oh, oh, <laughs> yeah. And then that's like kind of the grand irony of it all because Ric Flair is like the wrestler's wrestler as far as showmanship and 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 things like that. That this is one of the guys that you would aspire to be at the very end of your life or career. And then the irony is, of course, he gets kind of rejected, you know, universally by uh, the hardcore fans. and that, But that's largely because AEW has kind of sold itself out and, and what its uh, admission statement was. They were supposed to be the alternative. I mean, they were supposed to be, you know, the reason why you didn't watch NXT or WWE or anything else, really. Um, they were supposed to be the indie company with uh, uh, with a major corporate budget. And they were that. And then now they got Ric Flair selling mushroom energy drinks. On, and they're hawking mushroom energy drinks on TV. It's it's never been more WWE light than it's been like in the past probably four to five months. Right. Right. And that's um, and it's not just like the names and, and far, as far as like bringing in old stars or bringing in familiar faces or bringing in. Uh, you know, legends trying to, to, you know, get a new start in a different company, uh, whether it's Edge or Rob Van Dam or, or whoever. Um, and yes, we talked ad nauseum about homegrown stars and stuff like that. And they do have them. That, that's not a fair assessment to say that they are without them, but they need to build more. Uh, the need that AEW was supposed to fill is still there because NXT is not AEW. They are training to be on the main roster. NXT finally got it together, and they are in lockstep, you know, in a synergy way with what WWE is trying to produce. Cool. The indies, 
don't have a mainstream corporate television budget. So you're not going to see that from really anybody else but TNA. And if you can find it, because TNA is still on whatever channel uh, that, that Access owns that put, that they put on. So AEW still has a need to fill, uh, a void to fill, and I hope that they reposition themselves to do so um, and not just trot out mainstream indie stars or mainstream uh, or, you know, WWE stars or whatever. They, they, have, they have a trend to set, damn it. Get back to setting it. And I think that's what the hardcore fans want to do. There you go. There you go. It, it, it's going to be interesting to see because folks, folks' confidence has been shook this week. That's for sure. So how they respond to this, I'm very curious. Yeah. We are definitely a little past our normal halftime break. So we are going to quickly go to our halftime break. When we come back, we got to promote our damn the show that's coming up next weekend. Got to do that. Indie Spotlight, we'll run through that real quick. We got Crown Jewel this weekend to talk about, so we're going to have a quick second half. So, folks, stay with us. We're glad you're here. Your Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast will be back right after this. Are you a fan of all things media? Are you a fan of professional wrestling and sports? Then you need to check out Big Gold Belt Media. We're the ultimate destination for all things entertainment and media. With the latest news, interviews, and analysis from the world of the aforementioned entertainment realm. Our team of dedicated journalists and analysts will bring you exclusive content that you're not going to find anywhere else. And we're not just an online destination. We attend live events, conventions, bringing you behind-the-scenes access and exclusive content that you're not going to find anywhere else. Plus, you can show your support for our brand by subscribing to our Patreon, patreon.com slash biggoldbelt. Join the Big Gold Belt media community today and stay ahead of the game. Follow up all our social media platforms at Big Gold Belt for the latest updates and exclusive content. Whether you're a diehard wrestling, sports, nerd culture fan, or just a casual like some people, Big Gold Belt Media has everything you're going to need to stay informed and entertained. So what are you waiting for? Check us out today at BigGoldBelt.com. That's BigGoldBelt.com. Welcome back, folks. 8 p.m. Thursday night's your Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. And every week, we like to check out what's going on in the indies. And we got a show coming through our area that we have been promoting hard. So, Giant Crab, let's hear about what's going on with VCW in almost one week here in Alexandria. Yep. Uh, that is November the 11th. That is next Saturday, November 11th at the uh, Leonard Armstrong Recreation Center. Uh, that's number 25 Reed Avenue in Alexandria, Virginia. Doors open at 630 Bell time is at 7.30. There are no reserve seats. Uh, the front row is completely sold out, uh, but ringside and all other seats are $25. Tickets are still available. VCWProWrestling.com slash tickets. Uh, you know, uh, amongst the people uh, named, uh, Nyla Rose is going to be there. She has, like, her signed action figures. You can get all types of uh, picture bundles and, and signed personal items and stuff like that. Um, you know, pretty reasonable prices, too. Uh, but either way, the most important thing, tickets, $25. It's not sold out yet, but it will. So get your tickets now. It's uh, vcwprowrestling.com. This is Virginia Championship Wrestling. It's a big deal for us because it's one of our favorite wrestlers, Logan Easton LaRoe. It's his last uh, professional wrestling match. He's hang he's doing what Ric Flair won't do. He's hanging it up, and he's facing Wheeler Utah, Wheeler Utah to do it. And they've gone back a long ways running up and down the East Coast, uh, you know, having matches together. Uh, vcwprowrestling.com slash tickets. You can get tickets for the November 11th show, 
And you can also get tickets for the December 2nd show down there in Norfolk, Virginia. Uh, tickets start at $30, uh, $25 for ringside. And then uh, front row is $30 down there in Norfolk. But this coming Saturday, it's November 11th, uh, BCW making their debut in Alexandria, Virginia at the uh, Leonard Armstrong Recreational Center, not too far from Potomac Yard Station. Take the Metro. I know that I will. And it's that's BCWProWrestling.com. That's on the 11th. On the 12th, uh, Deadlock Pro Wrestling presents The World's Strongest. Yes, like the Dragon Ball Z movie. It's The World's Strongest down there in Durham, North Carolina. Uh, that's Sunday, the 12th of November. Next Sunday, doors open at 6, the bell times at 7. Uh, a couple of matches that I think is going to be interesting. Amy um, Sakura is one of my favorites, and I'll follow her to Helen back uh, to watch her wrestler. She's taking on Masa Slamovich for Emmy's women's uh, title in DPW. The War Horseman uh, versus the Grizzly Young Veterans should be a lot of fun. Um, and then, of course, a six-man tag match, which is bananas. The West Coast uh, Wrecking Crew with Tom Lawler, uh, Brian Keith versus Kip Brian Keith, Calvin Tankman, and Masato Tanaka is going to be heavy. Uh, that's those matches and much more happening down in Durham for DPW Pro Wrestling. You can get your tickets, uh, dpwtix.com, or check them out on the Twitter machine um, at Deadlock Pro. And that's the indie spotlight for this week. VCW, get your tickets, get them right now. There you go, folks. We'll have one more week of pushing the hell out of that because Logan Easton LaRoe's last match deserves all the hype. And we don't get a lot of shows around here these days. So when they come through our area, got to give them all the hype we can here on the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. Let's now shift our focus to overseas because this Saturday afternoon, 1 p.m. on the East Coast, it's going to be WWE Crown Jewel, the annual fall event. When they go over and uh, see what's going on with the Prince and all that good fun, but they got a quite a nice little show here. I, 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 the thing about the Triple H era, I keep going back to. I love that they do not overstack these cards. They mm-hmm. have nice, tight cards, and there's also, of course, I love these afternoon shows. The afternoon shows are always damn good because got let's start about one, and I'm guessing by about four, four thirty, this should be wrapped up. So that midday wrestling. Is always good fun. So we don't need to go down everything on the show, but I, I guess you know we do the, do the usual. Uh, what what stands out to us? I'm really interested personally in the Seth Rollins Drew McIntyre World Heavyweight Title match that they're having. And if you watched Raw this week, anyone out there, the package they did on Drew McIntyre was tremendous, and they really leaned into the whole idea of. Drew McIntyre, you know, had his big Royal Rumble win, had his big, you know, crowning, you know, achievement was going to happen at WrestleMania and the damn pandemic happened. Mm -hmm. And he is always going to have hanging out over his head that he won the world title in the performance center in front of nobody. And this possibly being his chance to get the title win that he never got due to circumstances that were beyond his control. And they're also right. dangling the carrot out there that, you know, is this going to be, you know, the, the fuel for him to possibly switch it up a bit, be a little bit more vicious, be a, bit, a little bit more ruthless? Is he going to, you know, do whatever it takes to take out Seth Rollins over there? So for me personally, of course, Seth Rollins, the first, you know, first version of first champion of this new title that they started up in May. The time feels right to me. I think this is the time to do the switch 
I, I think it's time for let's get that belt on somebody else. Let's get a new coat of paint on Drew McIntyre. Give him spice him up with something different here. Give him an edge. I, I, I'm I'm liking this for a title change. I don't know. What, what, what do you think? Well, I mean, for the same reasons why the other title uh, shouldn't change. Uh, you have the Fatal Five Way for the women's title. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't foresee a title switch there. Though, if it were me, Nia Jax would be winning it. Uh-oh. Go ahead hate. But, but that would be the thing nobody saw coming. Uh, Roman Reigns is going to be LA Knight because there's no reason why LA Knight should win right now. Another notch um, in his belt. That's all right. it is. Right. Um, and then you have EO Sky versus Bianca Belair, and there's no reason why Bianca should win that belt right now. Uh, the only other match that is for a title, which is the only other match that I think could change, and that's Ray Jr. versus Logan Paul. Hmm. What if Logan Paul walks out of Saudi Arabia with a WWE Singles Championship? I'm not saying I want it to happen, but I'd be damned if it didn't. Because Plastered all plastered all over social media and we know how they love that right right i mean you have uh you know championship editions of, of prime energy drinks on the way uh you know the the skies are uh, close to the limit so yeah rollins versus mcintyre might be the match that where the title changes hands but i also think that ray ray mysterio versus logan paul would be a match where a title could change hands as well, because I think, you know, like him or not, Logan Paul is proving himself as an asset to WWE, not just on social media, but in the ring. Um, he doesn't do a lot, but what he does, he does well. Not exceptionally, but but well. Well enough to go, okay, this is a reason to watch the show. So it was and, last and at, year at Crown, it was last year at Crown Jewel that they did Roman Reigns and Logan Paul. And it was the big like, oh my god, this guy can hang in the world title picture and like right. put on a hell of a performance. In in the sense that that's the type of match that he wants, that they want. Right. Because it's not like Roman Reigns is going to give you it's not Roman Reigns versus Lance Storm in a mm-hmm. in a, in a display of technical wizardry. It, it's not that. But for WWE big heavy hitting uh championship match that was the match that they wanted to give that was the match that they needed to have and they were happy with the result i don't see why him working Rey mysterio uh you know because after coming off the heels of working with ricochet uh you know there's no reason why he can't hang and so that's not even the question the question is will he win it and i think that more than beating roman reigns uh, this is uh, the most viable option for for that to happen. So uh, you'll be on the lookout for Drew McIntyre. Be on the lookout for Logan Paul. But that's honestly, and I, as a person that doesn't watch WWE, I'm interested. You know, I'm interested. And, and um, dare I say, I could be sports entertained. You know, this uh, Saturday at 1 o'clock. Yeah, I mean, they, they got, well, we also got Cody Rhodes and uh, Damian Priest. They're you know keeping keeping Cody going up against the bloodline. You'll never finish the story. In that. John Cena and Solo Sokoa. John's gonna be having flashbacks <laughs> to when he wrestled Umaga years ago at the Royal Rumble. Is what okay. I'm expecting that to be. So there, of course, that is the last show before Survivor Series. We don't have it, you know, outright confirmed yet that they're doing war games like last year, but they've made it very clear over the last few weeks that you know we've had 
Cody and his crew with like Kevin Owens and Jay Uso and the Judgment Day on the other side to where it's like there's definitely sides that are mm-hmm. formed and ready to where they could easily do a war games or it could just be a survivor series match. I don't know. Yeah. Either it's, one is fine. Yeah. Either, either one would work perfectly fine. Well, I'm sure I wouldn't be shocked if we hear like by this time next week, we know what's going on. Cause I'm sure if they're going to go that direction, they're going to, they'll tip their hand very soon. There yeah. They're definitely built into the show because the show is like Thanksgiving week. Yeah. So they got to, they got to pretty much let us know right away. Yeah. So yeah. Hell, I, I can see hell, that happening. Oh, we might even know on Saturday. I wouldn't be shocked if they like do something coming out of it to make it make it just very clear. Nope, this is what's happening. This is what's going right. down. So, but yeah, I think this will be a nice little afternoon of wrestling. Nothing too crazy. It's that 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 Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns, and LA Knight. I'm just interested in the sort of like the 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 result is obvious to me, but I'm as curious how LA Knight does in that role of a big main event against. You know the the top guy in the company, but also I, I I'm curious if that crowd in Saudi Arabia is going to buy into him having a chance or not. I mean he's over like hell, but I don't know if anyone really does. Anyone is, is there enough of a hook there that people are sold on the idea like, hey, he might actually win this. That's the part I don't know about. Is if people actually think he has an actual chance, right? Well, I, I guess the question uh, is for LA Knight. Is he still because I keep hearing about LA Knight being the most sold merch, uh-huh, um, right? You know, people dressing up as him for Halloween and right, right, and doing all this stuff. And, and and maybe you know that's where you you get the rocket ship out and you strap it to the back of LA Knight and watch it go. Um, obviously, they're waiting for something for Roman. I don't know what that something is, but they're waiting for it. I think this is the right time for LA Knight to lose the Roman Reigns, mm-hmm. not because we all know that they're waiting for something with Roman, but just because. Um, the heavyweight championship is honestly more tangible than Roman's belt. So it, it just makes more sense for him to get that out of the way and then get back in line with uh, those guys, Drew McIntyre, Rollins, Cody, mm-hmm. you know, Brock, if they want to bring him back again for, for all that that's worth. And then of course they can also mix in guys like Kevin Owens and AJ Styles and whatever, um, because they, because they can just insert them anywhere regardless of whatever show they're on. So I, I'm, you know, LA Light doesn't, if he takes this loss, it doesn't bury him. No, absolutely if he not. People are, gonna, win, people, then... people are going to act like it does, but it doesn't. This is, I would say, he gets a strong showing here. It legitimizes him into that top mix. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's, that's part of it. Um, and of course, all he has to do is just have a good showing. If people can talk about uh, Logan Paul hanging with Roman Reigns as Logan Paul, then what will they say about LA Knight if he comes within an an eyelash of winning the belt in a legitimate way? And I think he's already at that point where people are talking about him in that conversation. So for him to, especially if it's a heel finish or whatever, you know, they they do the whole thing, you know, you know, whatever, however they, they smart it up. But the idea is, yeah. I can definitely see you know, them going through the motions. I mean, it, it is what it is, but I can definitely see them doing that. And then, of course, LA Knight just getting the rub because it's this is his time, you know, eventually. Because, and it's also a thing, too. This is just the Saudi show. We know that we have Survivor Series coming up. We know we have the Royal Rumble coming up. There's so much 
more opportunity to set the table officially for LA Knight to win the big one, whichever one the big one is, I guess. But you know, we, we, we're what eight months from WrestleMania. You know, this is this is where that story starts for LA Knight, I believe. Yeah. Especially if it's like a, a, a really screwy finish. Yeah, how they how they do it is gonna be interesting. Well, we'll uh, yeah, I, I I'm not sure I'm not sure if it's gonna be. This is the one where I'm like I could see them being like, let's not do the eighty millionth bloodline run in and just they go they do some other way to to, to get to get it done. I don't know. Go out if Roman outright beats him or not. I'm not sure, but I, I'm curious how long they'll go because got some of those Roman Reigns matches. They drag sometimes. And this is one I think that shouldn't do that. Keep this short and sweet. Make it more compact. God, I don't think I don't think I want to see LA Knight out there for over 20 minutes. I would go between like around 15 or so. 15, 18. Make it more of an exhibition. Keep it moving. I don't, I don't see yeah. him having the epic long Roman Reigns match that we sometimes see. But I guess we will see on Saturday. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, honestly, on uh, that now, now, here's a question: uh, yeah. If you if you had to do uh, if you had to do it, which uh, match opens the show? Oh, good question. Because I good think because question. you have both heavyweight you know championships, the right. intergalactic belt that Roman has. Uh, maybe you could obviously you could open the show with Roman because of the fact that that's not the title that's in question. Right. We know that LA Knight's vying for the title. Nobody yeah. expects him to win it. Because he really shouldn't win it this time for reasons that we've just explained. But the match that has us curious is Rollins versus McIntyre. Yeah. So That's the I true think, main event. Right. I, I think for reasons that we've already explained, um, that's that closes the show, but it's Roman. So so which what do you what do you open and what do you close with in Saudi Arabia? I like the idea of opening with Roman as a possibility. I would say if you don't open with Roman, do the Cena Solo Sokoa match. As the mm. other opener, get to have Cena out there, have him get his star power, get the crowd rolling, and I don't think that one will be a be a long match. I think that'll be very pretty, uh, pretty in and out. But right. have Cena and his star power out there to kick off the show. If you're not doing Roman Reigns, that's what I would do. Yeah, that also makes sense. There we go. There we go. All right. All right. That'll be on Saturday, and then we'll be on the Road to Survivor Series. So we'll see what's yeah. up with that. Yeah, Survivor Series a couple of weeks after that. So yeah, it it will be interesting to see. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they continue. Like, how many years more years do they have with the Saudi thing? God, I think a good three, maybe. Mm. It was a long deal. It, it was yeah, it, it was ten year deal or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it, it was a major deal. It, it was definitely more than five. So I mean, we're I want to say we're kind of like in the middle of it right now. And hell, at yeah. this rate, the way more places are going over there now, it I don't think it's going to change. It's its only become more accepted for other companies to be over there involved with stuff. Like we mentioned last week, UFC is getting in on it too now. So yeah. if the, the rest of the other half of the company, that, you know, with the new ownership, they, they don't got no problem with it. So Saudi shows are going to keep on happening. <laughs> it is what it is. Oh, yeah. boy. So on the, so, another note, God, mm-hmm. it's uh, well, we got something else you got. No, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, all right, they were adding something in there. Okay, um, I guess the other drama of the day that we were talking about this morning is, uh, boy, it, I mean, indie wrestling drama ain't nothing new, but uh, <laughs> it seems like every what, 
every couple months there has to be some shady promotion that has to come along and then eventually be discovered that uh they don't have the money to pay people <laughs> as 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 the ongoing you know the way i guess these companies always seem to end up except for right. like you know the the few that seem to know how to conduct business but you have your typical fly by night indies that eventually get exposed as oh we uh we don't have the money to pay people and we don't have the money for your transportation or you're being left on the side of the road. And two chains mentioned in the, in, in the group, our group chat that he wanted us to get into the whole thing of a, I guess the new thing since the pandemic is sponsorships and people being sponsored to be on shows. And it seems like there's just so much, uh, there's a lot of gray area involved there with these sponsorships and, what exactly they entail and whether like, are you sponsoring a wrestler? Are you sponsoring a match? If you pay a sponsorship, is your money actually going to the wrestler as their pay instead of the company paying them? You know, then like in that case, what is the ticket money going to do for the show? It's like, it, it, it all seems incredibly sketchy to me. So like, I guess my initial thought is like, buyer beware because what the you know what what exactly are you sponsoring (laughs) i'm not just naturally untrusting of wrestling promoters to begin with so it just seems like okay if we can get someone else to pay for the wrestler to come in then we can just keep on keep the money from the tickets and then uh we're making money as opposed to you know the money going to talent and i think fans are looking at it like you know they want the money to go to the wrestlers but trust place to do that is like eh, you know it's a whole thing with a lack of transparency uh that goes with a lot of these promotions um and and we're talking about like like the really bad ones uh that that will have come and gone before i finish the sentence and it's largely because of the fact that they just get in over their head and they don't have the capital to back up their ideas and we've seen and we won't i won't name any names but we've seen (laughs) Uh, locally, how uh, a company that should, on paper, you know, have the ability to do a thing, and then when you realize after talking business with them that they really don't know what they're talking about, you know, and running a real life, you know, professional business is not the same thing as running a football, uh, you know, team on Madden in mm-hmm. franchise mode. Um, it, it just people get in over their heads uh, very quickly and it, it's unfortunate because the fans lose the talents lose and and of course you know reputations uh lose because yeah. you know in this area specifically this area of, of washington dc there isn't there aren't many uh companies in the area that do indie wrestling um we've had a resurgence in the past few years but realistically you know the big only the big companies came here uh, we don't have a local promotion that's been running for the past 10 years. And and it's unfortunate. And uh, in other major markets, they do. But every time you think something's going to pop up and get underground, you hear stories about how the money isn't right or people having to move things from one pocket to the other. And, uh, and then we've seen this rise of people with quote-unquote good intentions uh, you know, a lot of, you know, straight white males running all women's companies. Right. Mm-hmm. And then they're supposed to have the women's best interests. Okay, well, cool. Why don't you hire women to your front of office? No, we don't want to do that. Okay. 
But well, what about you know the women talent? They say that they need specific things because you know women and the women's locker room that males would not necessarily be privy to. Oh, well, we're not doing that, or or other things. And, and we see how this it just snowballs very very quickly. So uh, this is a cautionary tale. If you're a young one and you're trying to get into the wrestling business, uh, you know it is it is absolutely buyer beware. You know this thing it started off as a carny business. It will die as a carny business. And you got to know that going in because, uh, you know, even if the check is cleared and, and signed, doesn't mean you're still going to get the money. Yeah. Now, it, Lord, it's, Lord knows we've heard the stories of, uh, oh, I'll hit your PayPal tomorrow. <laughs> it's <Right>. like, <laughs> don't right. count on that PayPal getting hit the next morning. I, do, right. well, I just need these. I just need this uh, check to clear. And then uh, then I can hit you next week. Uh, right. No, no, no. Yeah, a lot of old Lyle get yourself a good lawyer and get yourself a lawyer that, that knows copyright law. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, then you'll go far. But a lot of old timers are gonna tell you you get your money at the building while you are there in person or else, or you don't go in that damn ring. Or right. Something. And make sure the money's legal because yeah. we, we've seen a couple of fake bills uh you know flowing around too. So it's yeah, and, and it, the Lord knows it's when you're new on the scene, when you're young, I, I get it. It's you don't have that clout to be able to be as demanding and right. maybe stand your ground, but right. ain't no one else going to do it for you. And I mean, Lord knows to begin with there, there is not money in indie wrestling in right. most cases, whether you're the promoter or the talent, it's very rare that you're going to, you know, if, if you're covering your expenses, bless you, you're coming out ahead more than most people are. Yeah. Cause it, everybody it, wants it, their cut. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. a tough road. It's a tough road out there. And, you know, you talk about people doing it for the love of the game. I mean, that is what indie wrestling is in so many damn yeah. ways. Yeah, absolutely. Especially if you're doing it in states with stricter uh, rules, like, for example, Virginia. Right. Uh, they will not let the show go on if you do not have certain things in place uh, per the state guidelines, which costs yes. money. Uh, you got to have a whole damn EMT squad there at the building ready to go just in case, because that's what the state demands. So Commission will not play. <laughs> they do not play. Um, AEW, what happened in Baltimore? They had the death match between uh, um, uh, Kenny Omega and John Moxley. We all said there's no way that the state is going to let AEW skate with this. Right? What happened? Oh, it was a thirty thousand dollars later. They got this, the state came for their pockets. Yep. Right. So, and 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 then you know when was when was full gear last uh, next to Baltimore? Never. Right. <laughs> Right. So, uh, yeah, so that was that was like one of the first pay-per-views uh, that happened. So either way, the, the point is, is that uh, especially if you're out there and you're working for yourself, you are your own business. You are an independent contractor. And I just hope that you go in with the protections in place to protect yourself because the wolves are out there. And sometimes the wolves are the talent. Sometimes the wolves are the uh, actual promoters. Um, and everybody will tell you whatever they need to tell you to get on over you. So, uh, you know, so good luck, uh, because it's, uh, part luck, part skill, and, you know, a whole lot of protection, protecting yourself. So, yeah. And, and thinking back on, on this whole idea of sponsorship specifically, I'm thinking if I was looking to sponsor something, you know, it'd be like, I think the conversation I'd want to have with the promoter would essentially be like, you know, try to get as much transparency as far as like, okay, 
if I'm sponsoring this for this dollar amount, what exactly am I sponsoring? If I'm specifically sponsoring supposedly a talent, hell, talk to that talent and let them know that, hey, I am sponsoring you on this show for this dollar amount. So, you know, they're circumvent having the promoter filter that info to them. Cause hell I'm, I'm getting the impression out there that some of these people are getting sponsored and then they don't even know they're being sponsored. So it's like, right. is the money actually ending up where it's supposed to be going? If that's your goal, if you're looking to actually sponsor a wrestler. So like we said at the beginning, buyer beware, <laughs> buyer beware, yeah. I think is the, the key word here. So yeah. we are at our hour. We managed yeah. to pull it off. Another 60, darn week. 60 minutes. There you go. There you go. Anything else you want to throw in before we wrap it up for the week here? Um, yeah, I, I just want to say, uh, you know, a couple of things. Uh, it will be interesting to see where AEW goes. Um, a lot of people are ringing the alarms. They said that the Canaries are coming back from the coal mine, screaming that it's WCW all over again. And, you know, I don't think that that's going to be the case because realistically, AEW needs casual wrestling fans to bookend the rest of the, there are only so many hardcore fans out there. And we, and we've seen that that number isn't growing in hardcore fans for whatever reason. And there are a number and we don't have the time to discuss that, but the level of the level of fandom isn't growing. So they need casual fans. And to be honest with you, unfairly casual fans in the, in the English speaking world are WWE fans. WWE's had a stranglehold on the culture for the past 75 years why would we not expect them to be WWE fans? So it makes sense that they're having this turn towards this centrist um, WWE-esque uh, you know, type of sensibility. Unfortunately, that's not what they sold us to get us here. So they want to have to, they, it's, they're, they're backing themselves into a corner and I hope that they're able to write the ship before it turns into Shotgun Saturday Night <laughs> on TNT. Oh, there you go. Impact Wrestling on Spike TV all over again. I mean, I know what I say shotgun Saturday night because I think the AEW is like one phone call away from like, uh, you know, having a show in the Dave and Busters in Texas. Right. <laughs> hey, the, 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 the way uh, the way that crowd was looking last night, when you have under 20 percent of the building filled in a 22,000 seat building, that, that, that I was I was seeing that. And I was like, my God. It's a twenty-two thousand seater, and they got under four thousand in there. That well, is well, that's, tough that's times. Also, to be fair, um, when they book the arena, they only book it for a certain amount because right, they're, they're not... scaling it for much lower. But still, right. it's like so if, it doesn't so change that when you're. It doesn't change that when you're in that building. That is a gigantic empty building with very few people in it. For well, atmosphere, true. it does not. It does not help. That is true. That that is true. Um, you know, the empty seats are still empty. So, yeah, that's it. I absolutely get the idea of scaling the building that, that, that I get that part, but it's like, I think it, I think it hurts their live shows in the respect that if you're in that crowd, you're just looking around like, Oh my God, this is like all this stuff blacked out here. So yeah. I don't know. And anyway, that's another topic for another time. Folks, Thursday night, 8 p.m., your Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast is here each and every week, breaking down what's going on in pro wrestling. Where the guys may be here next week, I don't know, but your two-man power trip 
get you through most weeks here between me and Jamal. So we're glad you joined us here tonight. In the meantime, you can always check out what's going on with Big Gold Belt Media online at BigGoldBelt.com for wrestling, movies, comics, and more. And of course, on the social media, it's always at Big Gold Belt, whether it's Twitter, X, Instagram, you name it, Big Gold Belt. We'll get you to all the social media platform stuff. So in the meantime, folks, stay safe. We got Crown Jewel this weekend. We'll be on the road to Survivor Series next week. And maybe by next Thursday night, maybe we'll track down Woo Energy. I don't know if I'm going to try that cordyceps. So if someone's tried it in the meantime, let us know. We, We need a report. We need a report on that damn stuff. So folks, stay safe. We'll talk to you later. Enjoy some wrestling. And we'll see you next Thursday night.